630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Oilers tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey here on 630 Chad. Face-off show will be at 3.30. The game will start at 5. Uh, we had the Oilers alumni Luke Gazdick on in the last half hour of the show. Another alum, Mark Fistrick, scheduled to join us tomorrow, so that'll be cool. And, of course, Stoffer, Shannon, Mooner, Rob Brown, all our uh, usual gang as we get you ready for that game. Oilers 1-2 and two so far on this uh, three-game road trip. Of course, you've probably uh, seen the news today that uh, Russia will not be allowed to compete in any international ice hockey events. The same goes for Belarus and uh, Russia also... Uh, no longer allowed to host the uh, 2023 World Juniors, as obviously there's an ongoing very serious situation in Ukraine, which I hope at least for a couple hours a night uh, we can give you a bit of an escape from, though we do recognize there are some pretty serious things going on in the world and have been for a couple of years. But uh, while I'm on, we uh, we know they're happening, but we'll try to talk about some other things to get your mind off it. So there we go with that. Yeah, so the Oilers game coming up t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, maybe Duncan Keith is going to play. Brad Malone has been called up from the farm, and Brendan Perlini has been placed on waivers. It is always entertaining and heartwarming to have this next gentleman on the show. He does play-by-play for the Oilers on Sportsnet, sometimes on 630 Ched when he's not on television and you never know what he's going to say next. We welcome Jack Michaels to inside sports. Jack, how are you doing? I'm good, Reed. Absolutely. uh, Looking forward to the dawn of uh, baseball season blending in with the end of the hockey season, but Oh, wait a minute. We might not have that (laughs) to look forward to. That's right. I was thinking like, what, what are you talking about? That might not happen. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I wanted to get your hopes up however briefly, but uh, no, sadly, uh, this is the time of year, though. I mean, obviously, first of March and, you know, the stretch drive playoffs and, you know, start talking about what the Oilers need to do to get in. At the same time, uh, weather warming up and you look forward to the ball season. And unfortunately, that second part might not come to fruition. Yeah, I got to tell you something, though. And as you will understand, this almost pains me to say this, but I have to compliment you for something you said on air on Saturday because sitting watching the game on television, I actually LOL'd. I actually laughed out loud sitting by myself in my basement. And what was that? It was the, uh, what, what do you call that? Not the, uh, not the anagram, the, the palindrome, I suppose, for FLA Live Arena being All Evil right. Alf. Yes. And Evil Alf, yes. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, that was intriguing. I I actually got tipped off by that. I can't take full credit for that, but uh, the person who came up with that uh, is not able to kind of make it part of his regular routine. So I gleefully uh, I gleefully uh, took that and ran with it because it is it's it's an odd building. It's in a it's in a weird part of town. It's it's hard to describe. It's it, sunrise where it's situated is is basically on the outskirts of a shopping mall. It's it's very strange. It's not really that unlike the way you know Ottawa's building is situated, where instead of you know at the forefront of a, a great you know Canadian city, uh, city, it's it's way out in the suburbs, and that's a little bit 
where you know FLA Live is read it's it's not you know in the heart of Miami or doesn't really give you a, a glimmer of where you're at. Instead, you feel like you might be uh, you know looking for a Sparrow Pizza. <laughs> so is there now? I actually I know of Elf. I never watched Elf. It was, is that? Does that... No, I. You know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure I watched Alf for more than half a season. Okay. That was one of those shows where I was young enough where, occasionally, and and my dad tried to do this with Three's Company. There were certain shows where my dad deemed too stupid for me to actually watch anymore. <laughs> you know, and I was under that martial law at the time. I wasn't like 14 or 15. I was like eight or nine. So what he what he said to some degree was like the rule. And he, I wasn't in a situation where I could push back and just wear him down by being a brat. You know, it was one of those where when you're eight or nine, it's a little bit different. You're not pushing back. You might, you might, you know, throw a fit or something, but it's easily quashed. And Alf was one of those shows. I, I remember my dad uh, saying, no, this this does not make the cut. You're not allowed to watch it, you know, and, and then, and then it just disappeared for me. So I don't know even how long that, that series went. I don't, I remember having it and then not having it. And he did the same thing with me with three's company. He just said, no, we're not, we're not going down this road. We're shutting it down. And, and yeah, so I had a few shows on me, you know, kind of disappear like that where it just ceased to exist. Now, one show that he let me watch that, you know, I still argue to this day was far better than its, than its counterpart is Matt Houston, which, in my opinion, was a far better show with a better action hero than Magnum P.I., but no one remembers Matt Houston while, you know, Tom Selleck went on to, you know, a glorious career. I think he was on Friends for a little while. I never watched that show either. Meanwhile, one of the great American talents of our time, Lee Horsley, did not thrive in the business whatsoever. Uh, well, I, I'm just looking up Matt Houston. I do not remember that show. Never I know, watched and it. it's a crime, wow. read because it was a better show by far than Magnum P.I. It was. If you watch those two shows, I defy you to tell. I mean, okay. there must have been marketing. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it was just better, you know, having a show in Hawaii, I think, is where Magnum P.I. was filmed. You know, whereas Matt Houston was obviously in Houston. Right. I mean, that was the other thing. Maybe they were too obvious by calling him Houston, and it was actually set in Texas. I, I don't think that I don't think that played that well, but it's a better show. And, and Lee Horsley, I'm telling you what, there's a there's a lost treasure. You talk about lost treasures of uh, North American television. Uh, there's a guy who never got the credit he richly deserved. He even had a better mustache than Tom Selleck. Okay, well, th you have enriched my life again, Jack, because now I have to do more research on Matt Houston. Buddy Epson was on that show, Reed. How could it miss? Who? Oh, Buddy Epson? Yeah, he was on that show. He uh, was Uncle Roy. He was Uncle Roy. I'm just looking up the cast now. Well, okay, this is – I'm going to be distracted now. i got to focus for the rest of Inside Sports here, and then I can do some uh, Matt Houston research after we're done. The one and only Jack Michael Sawyer's play-by-play uh, play -play voice on Sportsnet at 630 Shed joining us.
tonight uh, as we will steer the conversation back to the to the hockey team, Jack. Um, I'll I didn't throw think a... we were ever on the hockey team. No, Reed. well, fair. Yeah, we'll go there for the first time. Good, good point. Uh, I, Rob and I were through this out on uh, Sunday, and I think it's maybe one of the questions we can discuss. The Oilers just played three games. Is it fair to say they won the game in which they had their worst performance and lost the two where they played well enough to get a point or two? Absolutely. I, I thought your guys were bang on. I, of course, have the opportunity when I'm driving home from City TV on those particular games, I hear your whole show. Actually, I hear your show during home games too. But yeah, I was able to, I was able to catch that and, and I wholly agree. Uh, and that's hockey for you. Sometimes you win the ones you shouldn't have and you lose the ones you should have. And, and for the Oilers, unfortunately, they, they probably should have won two and lost one. Instead, they won one and lost too. Uh, they've played they've played some real good hockey on this trip. And now the problem now is now you've got to back it up against the inferior opposition. You've shown that you can raise your level. But these are two teams that Edmonton has lost to this year. And not only lost to, but lost to on home ice. Uh, you've got to take care of Philadelphia. They've won three of their last 22 games. Chicago's dead in the water as far as playoff consideration. And, you know, I understand the Oilers drew them on the second of a back-to-back -back and, and may have let it slip away. And Marc-Andre Fleury was sensational. I mean, that was a game where the Oilers, to be honest with you, got goalied a little bit. Uh, but you've got to take care of business. I mean, I, I don't care how well, you know, Fleury may play or how well whoever else I mean you've got to find a way to get wins in those buildings Edmonton has not always had the easiest of times finding a win in Philadelphia at least in regular season play uh, they've got to win these two games I mean you know the Flyers are going nowhere and neither are the Blackhawks you look at the schedule I believe of the last 29 games 16 are against teams currently in a playoff position I'm including the two against Dallas Dallas, which of course is going to kind of swap back and forth with Edmonton several times, I would think over the next week or two, but these are the games you got to win. I mean, that means you've got 13 against non-playoff teams as we speak right now, the two, in fact, the three, this week are all against non-playoff opposition. You've got to go 3-0 and this week. I mean, you're starting to run out of runway. And as much as we think that Edmonton is a playoff caliber team, you've still got to win enough games to deserve playoff consideration and to earn one of those eight spots. That's something that ex-Oiler head coach Dave Tippett has always said is the regular season, you earn the chance, you earn the right to be called a playoff team. Well, the Oilers have to start earning their right, and they've got to put their stamp on this season, and that means wins in all three games this week. Anything less than that, I think, will be considered a disappointment. All right. Well, Jack, it's never a disappointment to have you on the show. Uh, again, you you broaden my horizons. You you teach me about pop culture, television, sometimes even sports. So enjoy the rest of your evening and have a great call tomorrow, my friend. I know that, Reid, and I don't mind at all, uh, you know, being one of the backbones of this program that enables you to get renewed year in, year out. I, I don't even need that much credit for it, but I'm fully willing and, and able to take it if you'd like to bestow it upon me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Yes. He's, he's so modest, isn't he?
That's Jack Michaels. He'll be calling the game tomorrow on Sportsnet. We'll have Cam Moon doing the play-by-play here on the radio. That was uh, Jack. Well, I, he, he does go places I don't expect, that's for sure. I, I Jack and I are about the same age. I think I'm a year older than him, maybe two. We're quite close in age. So, we basically grew up with a lot of 80s pop culture. I have to admit, the show Matt Houston, I don't recall. I, I'm sure it was... Well, it would have been on TV when I was a kid. I probably saw commercials for it. Never watched it. I, I did watch Magnum P.I., but uh, Jack says Matt Houston was a better show. Isn't that something? I'll have to put up a Twitter poll. Yeah, Oilers and Flyers tomorrow, 3.30 face-off show, game, uh, a game at 5. Maybe someday Houston will have a, an NHL team. It's 7.18. We'll call a quick timeout inside sports on Chet. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Oh, my goodness. Hope you're having a great Monday. It's the last day of February. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, 29 games remaining for the Edmonton Oilers, 58 points available. If they can get 34 of those 58, gets them to 95 points, should be a playoff spot, so they got to play. Uh, well, that's 586 hockey. So as I, as I sort of said when Woodcroft took over, if they can play 600 hockey under Woodcroft, they should be in the playoffs. Anything over 600 would get them up closer to 100 points, and that pretty much uh, gets you in. All right, so I made a poll. Jack Michaels was on the show. He says that uh, a program that aired from uh, what years was it? It only it only lasted three seasons, I guess, 82 to 85. Yes, Matt Houston. He said that was a better show than Magnum P.I. So I've put out the poll on Twitter. Well, which was a better show, Matt Houston or Magnum P.I.? So you can go on my Twitter account, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. This is one of the most exciting things I've tweeted in weeks because I don't tweet a lot of stuff. Uh, which is a better show? So far, 11 people have voted. And uh, it's 7-4 for Magnum P.I. So we'll see how that goes. Matt Houston. He went from ALF to Magnum P.I. and Matt Houston. And Three's Company. His dad wouldn't let him watch those shows because they were too dumb. Really interesting. All right. Oilers coming up against the Flyers tomorrow. 3.30 face-off show game at 5. Now with some injuries and a bit of a different approach. You've seen head coach Jay Woodcroft having some more trust in younger players. He talked about that with staff earlier today we have a clear understanding of their evolution as a player within our organization Um, we've worked through um, some of the great times and some of the struggles as well it hasn't always been uh, rainbows and and sunshine uh, in each player's development but we've seen that we have an understanding of each player's history what their strengths are um, maybe what buttons to push, uh, those type of things. And um, we have a lot of respect for each one of those players. And we do understand that they're young men right now navigating their way through, for most of them, their first full year in the National Hockey League. So there, there are bound to be experiences to learn from and grow grow from and Dave and I both understand that so uh, we've been uh, very happy with with them as a group and in fact with the seven defensemen we've had as a group we've we're seeing lots of really uh, positive signs in their play 
Now, you asked about the 11 and 7. For me, the 11 and 7 uh, was something that, uh, again, uh, we thought about um, heading up on, on the way from that plane uh, plane ride from California to Edmonton. We just were trying to find uh, the best way to deploy our lineup to deploy each asset that we have at our disposal uh, to try and maximize the potential of the group. That's what we're thinking. Um, I think with uh, with the seven defensemen, when you spread the minutes out, I feel comfortable with that, especially given the experience level of our decor right now. Uh, in terms of the forward grouping, I think when you have 11 forwards, um, people get a little bit more. It doesn't mean the higher minute guys get all the higher or more minutes. It means you can spread the minutes out amongst the many. And we've seen positive signs as we've done that. I also think there are, just from a line matchup side of things, it, it presents difficult matchups for the other team. And... Um, Given our experience of deploying 11 and 7 in Bakersfield, it was a decision we made as we came up to Edmonton because we've had that experience and, as I said, because we felt it gives us the best chance to win. All right. Well, I think they're going to have to rely on a player up from Bakersfield tomorrow, though not a young one. Brad Malone has been called up and probably going to be inserted on the penalty kill when the Oilers take on the Flyers. Like I said, the PK is still struggling under Woodcroft, 75% for the season. It's just 76.4%. And the context there is it was up in the mid to high 80s for the first uh, about six or seven weeks of the year. So that has been uh, a weakness for Edmonton. Their five-on-five play has improved under Woodcroft. They'll need to keep that going. Five on five under Woodcroft the Oilers are plus nine in uh in nine games they were minus 12 under uh, Dave Tippett before he was let go but they got to work on the PK for sure Derek Ryan is uh, on a roll a guy who coaches at his old school Ian Herbers up next on Inside Sports 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad